almost heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old there, older than the trees, younger than the mountains, growing like a breeze. Country roads, take me home to the place I belong. West Virginia, mountain mama, country roads, take me home. Yeah. You weren't joking, huh? Take me home, oh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> man, we, we, we got classic. all these ringers, man, from Hamilton. Are what's, you from Virginia? What's going no. on? What's going on, man? No, that was that was a great rendition, man. So thank yeah. you very much, Jake. I'll butcher a classic anytime. No, man, that was great. So we have, uh, how do you pronounce it? Lintak? Yeah, Lintak. Jake Lintak from HH Concepts. Uh, I, HH Concepts. Hunting's and Home Concepts. That's me. Hunting's and Homes Concepts. I, I can't wait for this. What? He's half our age, by the way. Everyone's half our age. <laughs> I feel like Matthew McConaughey in Days and Confused, eh? <laughs> I get older, but they stay the same age. <laughs> For you all kids right, who've never right. seen that, right? Uh, so, Jake, what are we going to talk about here? Um, we're going to talk about just uh, setting up a renovation business. At um, your age? Yeah, I, I guess. Because yeah. most guys do it at or 30s, I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't know. So, you said half my age. So, does that make our. you... <laughs> Are you 25? I'm 26. Oh, for so above half our age. <laughs> you feel younger? Yeah, totally. So yeah, I want to talk a lot about uh, how you set up your business, what you yep. learned. We're going to get into a bunch of that kind of action. Right uh, we're always interested in what you've experienced, so yeah, to speak, because obviously you work for other... I guess sometimes it's a construction zoo out there, and it just depends on which cage you get into. Yeah, I've worked with three guys, <laughs> so I guess three cages. All right, so we know. So it's and mostly we're talking about hairy animals. We're talking about monkeys and gorillas and orangutans, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Well, you know what? The experience must have been good because you're still here. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And you started yeah. on your own, right? Yeah. No experience is a bad experience. That's right. Exactly. It seems bad in the moment, but okay. So, but first, we're gonna do. We're gonna do. No, no, no. Sorry, before. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. No, here so, he goes skipping <laughs> some already. No, I so Jake's handles, right? So on IG, it's at hh.concepts, and then yep. an email is info at hhconcepts.ca. Yep. And then the website, which is still under construction, is yeah. hhconcepts with an s dot ca. Yeah. You can find him on Facebook, and his phone number to reach him is 905-869-4761. That's me. Now we're gonna do what? History with many. <laughs> I want to ask you, gentlemen. Yes. Actually, Carlito might know this. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> where do you think the architecture of Toronto was influenced by? Should I just say Croatia? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, um, no, 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 no. I, I would, I would definitely say something like uh, France, possibly. Nope. No. What do you think, Jake? I don't know. I mean, I got a hell of a lot of concrete Italian. <laughs> it could be, but no, it's it's actually heavily influenced by the British Empire. We're talking about Georgian, Victorian, Edwardian. Wow. That's where our influences come in. But here's the funny thing: is that it really started to spring after World War II. Okay. That's when Toronto kind of started adopting their own little style. But the funny thing is that Toronto's architect is kind of, it, it's known as a, a new brash ragtag place. It's a big mix of periods and styles. Yeah, it definitely is. And I would totally agree with that. 
A hundred percent. Toronto great. doesn't really have a single identity. It has a mix of a bunch of different styles. You know, you are, know what yeah. though? Being like gone to, I've been to Britain and England and you know Ireland. And I, I I don't really see that architectural here. I do. I, I see more I like do. Quebec and France. Like mm, I totally because they're talking about you. You can see a lot of the Bay and Gable style. You can really see a lot of the Annex style homes. That's yeah. all English British influence, man. Yeah, I didn't really see any of that, but I guess yeah. that's the way it is. Depends Listen, where we are. I just do a Google search, and this is how I get this <laughs> information. Google's again. not always right, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we that doing now? was history with Manny. What are we going to do now? We, you know about this construction bone thing? Uh, no. Okay, so that's a new one that we have. Okay. So we, we basically just either ask our guests or we bring it up, but I guess we'll ask you. Yep. Do you have a construction bone to pick? Is there anything that comes off the to top of your head that you have an issue with recently? Not recently, probably just the perception of just, you know, all the people that think they're better than construction and, you know, people in your life, they go to university and they think they're better, but actually all my friends who actually own houses are in the trades and everyone who went to university is living in their parents' basement. It's funny you bring that up. (laughs) I was actually on my way to here. Well, I was on my way home to come to here and I was in Uptown and I was at a four-way stop. Yeah. And I got there first, and on the other side, perpendicular to me, was a souped-up Audi R6 or some crap yeah. thing. And R8? No, it was an, <laughs> it, I think it was a 6, right? And he started to jump before me. Right. And, and I'm like, I'm sorry, but I went. And then he just gave me this dirty look. And I'm like, dude, just because I'm driving a work truck yeah. doesn't mean that you're a better human than me. Yeah. Also, I got here first, and we all know the rules of the road. Yeah. So I, I see what you're saying. I totally see where that, that kind of mentality yeah. comes along. But but also to what you were saying too is I'm guilty for this. A lot of times I would talk smack about other trades yeah. and I wouldn't do as well as I expected to when I opened my mouth. Yeah. So I put my own foot in my own mouth. So now I'm now I'm trying not to pick on people and trying to say I'm better than anyone because I find that we all have something to, to learn from each other, right? Yeah. And just, I don't know, like you're, you're on site, you try to stay clean, but you know, you get thin set and shit on your pants and stuff. You go, <laughs> you try to go, you go to Tim's or like even like kind of nicer place for lunch and people are kind of like, ah, uh, like, you know. Really? You you'll get that work. kind of, like you'll get a feeling. Uh, you just people. get a feeling, you know, it's like, I don't know. I'm just upset because if I get thin set on my Snickers, the first thing I got to do when I get home is I got to put them in a bucket to soak so then yeah. the thin set can come off. Exactly. That's it's not going to come off, dude. It does come off, dude. Oh, you're using the wrong thin set. No, I'm not. <laughs> you, as soon as you finish your work day and you got thin set on your pants or any kind of t-shirt, you just put it in a bucket, let it soak, ideally hot water. Yeah. Let it soak in there for a day. It'll come yeah. off, man. It does come off. I guess if you get it right away, it should be. I, I want to show you some thin set. I have <laughs> you realize, stuck to okay, my pants. So you okay. realize this is a podcast, right? There's no cameras here. No, I know, but, but people can imagine this. <laughs> okay, so we were talking about that construction bone. I don't really have that problem anymore. I don't. I, don't, I think that uh, a lot of people really respect people in the trades now, too. Yeah. Like, if I go somewhere, like, say I go to Long Island to go buy a really nice dress shirt, the guys will see me come in covered yeah. in dust, mud, Thin set. They treat yeah. you differently. Oh, they they love seeing me because they know I'm gonna be an easy customer and yeah. uh, I'm gonna spend some money. Funny you bring this up because I was just talking about this with Gingers. I don't know, Jake, if you know Gingers, right? The bath place. I don't. Castlefield. Is that yeah, Castlefield? So it's like an upscale plumbing place. Okay. I remember the one and only time I've ever been in there. 
Yeah. I walked in looking like a contractor. I wasn't filthy. You are a I wasn't contractor. Filthy. I am a contractor, <laughs> yeah. right? That's my uniform. That's my superhero outfit, okay? <laughs> yeah. So I walked in there, and I actually, wherever I go, Manny has a camera. Right. So I had a camera, and one snobby salesperson says, you're not allowed to take any pictures. And I was like, do you see me taking any pictures? I'm just walking around the camera because I don't want to leave it in my vehicle so yeah. then it can get stolen. <laughs> then she gave me this dirty look like, what neighborhood do you think you are? And I'm like, it was just more and more attitude. Nobody came up to me to speak to me, to ask me what I want. Yeah. That's the first and last time I've ever been in Ginger's. And so, that's what they could learn from from this podcast now. I go to different places now yeah. that embrace me and respect me. It doesn't matter what I look like. It takes one bad experience with anything and you're just kind of like, hey, see ya. That's a good bone, actually. All yeah, right. That's true. So moving on, let's get talking. Uh, Jake, you got a huge story to tell us, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what yeah, did I miss here? Uh, what? What's going on here? What do you, why do you sound <laughs> so, so cautious, man? Yeah, I think it's just like most people. I mean, most of us, hands-on as a kid, uh, knew I was going to do something construction-wise. Just like, you know, you go back to being a kid, Lego, just all that. Who in the family is in construction? My, I have a grandfather that, um, he died when I was little, but he was a plumber for the city of Hamilton. And uh, my other grandfather, he was kind of a carpentry kind of hobby guy. And he was kind of my first introduction. He was building birdhouses in the basement and stuff like that. Wicked. I like that. Yeah. There's old pictures of us and stuff. It's pretty nice. cool. Come to high school, uh, took wood shop all the way through. So you guys still had wood shop. Yeah. It w we had a pretty kick-ass setup in the basement. So there was like auto, there was like machine shop, wood shop. I, I always just stuck to wood because that was my thing. And then in grade 12, there was actually like a home repair. And then you get like a little four by four section. You kind of frame it, insulate it, drywall it. Wow, yeah. I've never heard of that in shop. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Sherwood Secondary up there in Hamilton, down there in Hamilton. It was pretty cool. That's almost like the extent of post-secondary school. What they're doing. Yeah, they set up set us up pretty good because after after that, I went to Mohawk College, and like when I was in high school, we went for the tour of Mohawk, and yeah. it was uh, it was great. And that's ended up where I went to, to school, construction engineering uh, technology. What caught your eye at Mohawk when you're doing the tour? Probably just the shop. Like, it was pretty, like, I love wood shop. Like, you put me, like, I'm always jealous of, like, cabinet makers sometimes because, like, they always, like, in the shop have the same setup. Yeah. And it's just, like, you put me in that setting with, like, a set of plans. It's like, okay, let's fucking go. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when you're on site, you're always constantly setting up, cleaning up, organizing. Things are moving. Tools are moving. You but could you, tell a lot by a trade, by the way he sets up his tools when he's getting ready to start the work day. Definitely. Definitely. Because yeah. I think it's just like just setting up. Like some guys will come in and then they'll just kind of like leave shit everywhere and just like, oh, I don't have time to set up. And it's just like, no, like you can save time throughout the day if all your shit's boom there. It's true. How many times do you need to go to the truck if you don't already have it? So if you set up once, you spend that time, That's you're it. done. That's it. Yeah. It's just like maybe guys are just anxious to kind of get going. Yeah, but if you're going into the job site, you know you're living there for five days. Might as well set up a nice little setup. Definitely. And then work productively while yeah. you're in there, right? Definitely. Yeah, I have a, uh, a workbench I set up. Um, it's the first thing we take out of the work trailer. We've got it on a dolly on wheels, and then everything has a home. we got a microwave we put on there, a tool bag, all the tools. And, and it's on wheels, so you can move it around the site. And Espresso machine? No expressing. <laughs> I got three now. This is getting annoying that every time I got another job site going yeah. on, everyone's asking me for it. So then I got to go to Amazon, order another espresso machine. Uh, I don't even drink coffee. 
Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. I must Not say, I got to say one thing. Jake brought us pie from Hamilton, man. Yeah, Shorty's Pizza. And he brought us T-shirts. Shorty's as well. Pizza. I yes, love it, man. So well, I'm just, thank you very much, out. man. No, it's, it's great that he showed up. I turn around, he sees a big pie box there, and I'm like, what's this? <laughs> I gotta bring some food. <laughs> you gotta bring food. So yeah. anybody else that's gonna come on the show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right. Sorry. So you're talking about shopping and everything like that, and you're going to Mohawk. Yeah, I went to Mohawk. Um, it was it was good. I think it's important for guys to be around like-minded people. That was definitely that kind of situation in school. But I actually learned more working for a contractor when I was in college. So I was able to work my schedule. So during the week, I'd have a day off, and then I would work that day and a Saturday with a older Polish contractor for the two years and then the summer in between first and second year. How was he? He was good. He was old school. Very old school. Yeah. Like no leveling clips going on. Like we're doing tile. It was good. He was, I mean, I, I mean, I still reach out to him. Great guy, but just like, you know, no WSIB kind of like, I don't want to pay any of that <laughs> shit, but um, it was a great, great introduction to like the industry. Um, I remember so, showing an old guy uh shooter. <laughs> and he was like, what the hell is that? Yeah. I go on, and I start explaining the whole definition. He goes, shut up. Do you know how Italy was built? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's yeah. funny. Like you, you, you were like surprised that he didn't use clips. I remember for the first 15 or 20 years, I never used clips. I never had a problem. And using clips now, doing tiles without clips makes it a better job with the clips, right? Yeah. It was just at the time I didn't even know clips existed because I was like so kind of fresh into it. Later in my career, I learned that, yeah, clips are kind of a newer thing. But just looking back, it's just like, yeah, great work. From there, finished Mohawk. He was nearing retirement. and The then, Polish guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, his name was Jerry. They never retire. Yeah, I think he, yeah, he's probably still up to stuff. He's probably now. got some bees uh, in his backyard, oh, yeah. some fruit trees. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. And then from there, um, I took probably the most important step in my career, uh, I got a job with uh, Wish at Wish List Home Improvements yeah. in Burlington. Yeah, I bumped into him one time. Yeah, um, great guy. Uh, we still keep in touch today. How was he to work for? He was great. Yeah, he was great. Like we just we were start to finish, so we would go in, we would one job at a time, demo. We would lay everything out: main floors, basements, bathrooms, and that's kind of where I learned to tile. Really, so I had an introduction to tile with the previous guy that I was just cutting and mixing and back buttering for him, but then wish list it was like next level. Um, we're doing custom showers, we're laying out the plumbing to hit grout lines in the showers, niches. We're thinking ahead. It's to- interesting because I still am dumbfounded that there is no formal tile education. Yeah, you can't like you don't. There's no tile courses at Mohawk. No. No, I think, I think there's one course in Toronto I was looking at. Um, I follow New Look Tile and Stone. Yeah. He was talking about one. But I think it's for, like, you look into it, and it's, like, guys that, like, you know, they aren't doing great in high school, and it's, like, here's a job. like, Or it's the basics, basics. Basics, basics. Because I've done I, that I think, with Mapay, right, where they've always tried to set up some classes, and they start off, well, we're going to start with the basics. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. We're way beyond basics here. Let's start talking about how do we install glass? Yeah. How do we install large format? How do we start doing all this stuff? Man, yeah. and, and you guys are both right about that. Um, even the, the machines have changed. Like, yeah. I, you know, I used to brag about my wet saws and yeah. my scorecards, but now they have beautiful ones that you just put right over top, clamp them down and score and cut. 
I know those Montelits are pretty nice. They look yeah. pretty nice. But um, yeah, I've got a uh, Ruby DC 250, the bridge. Oh, Ruby, thank and you. All of a sudden, Cornelio's <laughs> your friend now. <laughs> He's your buddy now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, that was just a great place to work. It was just learning because we had our hand in each step of the project. Everything just went together like really well. Main floor. Okay. We want to tile the entryway in the bathrooms. Let's tile those first and then we can do our hardwood and bring it up to match flush. Yep. No transition, full board off the tile, like all of that. Why was he always choosing just one job at a time? Because I used to do that too. How does he survive that way? He was, he was, he was, he was making a good living. There was, we had a good group of guys and it was like, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It did grow into where we branched off into two crews, and I actually was uh, turned into a lead carpenter and was running uh, my own jobs. I don't know, you, you reach the time where it's like, is this forever? Was def- <laughs> was, I was so funny you say that. that well, I, was, I say that all the time. Yeah, it was because I was there four years, and it was awesome. Like I almost look at it as like a four-year just renovation apprenticeship. And then I had a job offer uh, with a bigger company out of Hamilton. And uh, I took that job offer just to kind of, I knew I wanted to do my own business at some point and I was very comfortable, didn't really want to make the move, but kind of knew that I had to just to branch myself out, meet more sub trades, meet more suppliers, do more networking. So that was a very tough move and good uh, move. It was, was it also money? Did that change? Yeah, there was money. Um, yeah, a bit more money. Uh, I was benefits and it was like, you know, family and stuff. Yeah. I like that. But, um, thinking about the future. Yeah, exactly. And then I met some great people there, guys I keep in touch with every single day. I worked there for over a year, the start of this year, 2020, it was time to do my own thing. So, and that's when you started HS. Hunting and Home Concepts. Yeah. So it was just try to focus on similar to that wish model, uh, make it my own, but uh, one job at a time, just kind of blow people away with quality, make all the pieces of the puzzle fit. So what was the first job? Like, how did you get your first client? That was actually what made me leave was even, even before the first job, it was the side jobs that were burning me out. So it was like, Hey, can you do a bathroom? okay, you, you tile all day at work, you go home for a quick bite, and then you're mixing thin set at 11 at night. Oh, Car- my God, Car- he's Car- Croatian. Knows. <laughs> he knows all about that, man. 16-hour days. And you know, you're pissing the neighbors off because you're grinding <laughs> tile out back, and it's midnight. You will find a quieter way. <laughs> <laughs> Those late-night drives home where it's just like, you know, like... By yourself. Yeah. And it's no like, helpers. Yeah. Like, like, like I always said, like a guy at work, Hey, do you want to come help? Like I'm like any, like, that makes should... a huge difference oh, on does. long nights. Yeah. Like big time, even just to talk to someone's, you know, yeah. insane side jobs, side jobs. Like let's just make these the main job. So, cause I'm really getting burnt out and I like what I do, but when it gets into those situations, you start to not like what you're doing. Yeah. So um, true. We've all had it where it's like Friday, the last tile you're putting down, there's a fucking chip. And then it's like, you pull oh. it and then, oh, look, we're at a, a true thi- tile setter. We're, we're, oh, look, we're at a thin set. Sick. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. So all of that. Um, That's when the trial gets thrown and the uh, bucket gets shoved. It yeah. sounds like, like construction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought it was going to be enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's just, um, yeah, let's just make these side jobs the main job. What was it about the side jobs? You just couldn't say no? 
Or was it in money? Were you, were you well, chasing money? No, not money. I think it's just like people that are approaching you for a side job. They're either like a family member or a family friend or someone knows someone. So you want to help them out. Where, where's the price discount for family members and friends yeah. that saved your well, life? Well, yeah. and I hope like this is one thing I learned the hard way. And I just recently said this in one of the last podcasts. I'm just not doing things for free anymore yeah, or helping no. people out unless they pay. Exactly. And I was definitely, I always make sure like I was getting paid. Is this worth it? Like seriously, like I'm getting so burnt out and it's just like, I'm not even, cause like tiling can like, it can be laborious too. As we all know, I think that's part of the reason. Very stressful. Not a lot of young guys are getting into it. Like every time I go to pro sol, I'm surrounded by old dudes and I'm just like, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're right, man. Yeah. And then I had an opportunity family friend. They had a full basement. We want you to do it. And it was a big enough job where I would be able to set myself up. Like, How old are you at this point? Uh, this is this year. Okay. Yeah, this is, um, yeah, this year. I was, yeah, I guess still 26. And it was like, okay, I can take on this job. I can get everything set up on the back end. And then let's do it. I mean, you watch enough Gary Vee videos. I thought you were going to say <laughs> something else. No, <laughs> no. Like he's, uh, you watch enough of those videos late night where it's just like, you know what? Like in your 20s, take these risks and... Just do it. Take them at any age, man. Yeah. Well, it's best that you take them while you're young, figure it out, and then enjoy your older years. Yeah, exactly. So that went well. Was that, did you start that job just before COVID or right after COVID? We were in COVID. Well, I was actually, so it was, there's a lot happening this year for me, Um, a a lot happening for everyone, but it was like, um, had to renovate my own kitchen because we had baby coming. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, what is it that you had to change in the kitchen for the baby? I just knew if I didn't renovate it now, it ain't going to happen in the future. So it was, um, it wasn't working out old bungalow house in Hamilton. So it just, we just, I completely gutted the whole thing. We moved. It's twice the size. Now we took a wall out and, um, mom loves it. So she's happy. So now I can go off and do the business. So good. it, it was that. And then, yeah, finished that, got into the basement and um yeah that was it was awesome like it was just like clean slate like let's just let's lay everything out let's frame it was kind of back to getting the wish list days and it was um yeah then a main floor renovation after that and then just like boom 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 here we are and we're booked Um, all word of mouth it just got yeah you didn't get onto the whole home stars or other programs or whatever bullshit no 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 for as much as guys like those call you on the phone it's like no thank you I saw another. I, I, I just saw another one for today where it was like the same thing, some new one, uh, B Reno or something like that. Yeah. Some, and I was like, "What are you guys talking about?" I, I get calls asked. I try to sell jobs to them when they're asking me for do it. I'm like, "Hey, yeah. do you guys want to buy some jobs off me?" <laughs> but uh, so that's how it started. And that's how it grew from there. Yeah. So it's mostly word of mouth, and you do a great. Job. I mean, I've always told tell everybody is that it doesn't matter how much work you've done; it's the job that you're doing today. Yeah. It's how you leave that impression today. Yeah. I just need, when I leave well, an impression or even leave the job, like it needs to be clean and I need to be happy with everything or else I don't sleep at night. All the cuts on the tile need to be polished before grout. Cause it's like, if they're not like, I'm going to be sleeping like, fuck, did I like polish that tile? If I fill, <laughs> if I fill, if I fill it with grout tomorrow, is it going to look like shit? Like all that stuff. Good for you, man. So what's the wet saw that you're using? Well, that, that, that Ruby. DC oh, that, that's the one. Eh? Yeah. You're, you're not scoring yet? Oh yeah, I'm scoring. I'm still scoring. But, but um, I mean, I think for I mean, if it's a big enough job to set that saw up, it's like you know, it's pretty sweet. But I got some Ruby 
scores they're, they're great and then you polish them up with the disc they all have their purpose yeah for the tile yeah exactly like yeah. if it's like a floor or something like totally just like snap away we might as well get into this carlito oh what are we thinking here tool wise uh well oh yeah oh, well we go. <laughs> i'm gonna say makita yeah i'm gonna say makita it's uh it's two it's makita and milwaukee nice mm. yeah that's so. a weird combo by the way yeah makaki <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> Makaki. <laughs> I don't think Milwaukee likes it. <laughs> I like that. I'm gonna use that from now on. <laughs> you better Makaki. trademark that yeah, one. <laughs> exactly. Really? So a little teal and a little red, huh? Yeah. I love the red stuff for like sawzall and stuff. Yeah. Like the like I have the Milwaukee jigsaw and it's like it feels like a sawzall. Like it's just not smooth. <laughs> So, uh, it feels like a sawzall. Yeah, like it's just I don't know. Like they're they're like they always talk about how much power those tools have, and they like they do have power and stuff. But uh, I don't know the Makita just just feels finer. So I think everybody that does any tile work has a Makita grinder, and they just yeah. uh, variable ideal. Yeah, they just do. I have the cordless uh, Milwaukee, but I got the corded Makita, just old reliable. It yeah, works. I love my Makitas. I got a couple of them. Yeah. So you mentioned trailer. So you've yeah. got a trailer. Trailer, trailer and truck. How long? 14 foot slope nose. It's a dual axle. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. It's Chinese to me, man. If it's a van or a pickup truck, I'll talk to you. It's, <laughs> oh, so let's get to this. You're obviously hauling it with. Uh, yeah, I have, yeah, I have a truck. And um, <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was pulling a trailer when I was at Wishlist. So it was like, it was second nature for me to get one. So, so is it an F? Is it a D? Is it a G? Which one is it? Oh, it's a, uh, it's an F. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, I, I don't okay. know. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's good to get these credentials Teach out of the way. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it like, forms our opinion as we continue to talk. No, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I've had Fords up to this point. I am getting a little. I, I definitely want the next one to be diesel. Uh, I know Ford offers three liter diesel now, and then obviously Ram has the Eco Diesel. So we're it's about time that diesel dropped like twenty cents. Yeah, yeah, I just I just find everything diesel's expensive, man. Oil changes are expensive. Yeah, fuel filters are expensive. Yeah, my wife she used to drive a diesel Jetta, and like that thing with the mileage was like insane. It was like a tank just drove forever until the internals just exploded. So. You know, you can go <laughs> propane. I know. I was listening to the <laughs> podcast <laughs> for propane. Yeah, is yours propane? I'm getting ready to convert it. Really? All yeah. these limo drivers with propane tanks. You know what? A lot of I know guys that are racing quarter mile with propane now. Really? Like it's come a long way. Really? And, and a lot of my friends that live up in like the Belleville area, yeah. they drive two, three hours. They just love it. No failure. One day it's gonna be a cyber truck though. <laughs> Good luck with. Let me know how it handles on a real pickup truck or a real job site. <laughs> I think that truck looks interesting, but I think the first time you see one in person, you're going to be drawn to it. I think that the novelty of it will wear out when it actually doesn't perform any better than a typical truck. Right, right. Yeah. I think if you get into the market of a truck, you better get into the market of a truck instead yeah. of just be marketing a truck. Yeah. It has a lot of expectations for me, mm -hmm. but I just also don't like... I, I also read recently that it's oversized so they designed it too big right. for a specific application so right. they have to actually downsize i saw it. that what you're going to see it on the market exactly he he's great at marketing but what you're going to see in the real market is a different question yeah. and i really want to see how it's going to do in our canadian winters yeah 
Yeah. yeah, but there's something else happening. They're talking about making our, our actual lanes more narrow. And if that happens, we're going to have some serious troubles because I got a dually. I always have a mm-hmm. triaxle. I have big trailers. Yeah. And I, it's already tight enough as it is on the road. So what yeah. are they do, What are they doing for contractors? Like, well, that's even just like roads. Parking. Like parking lots. Yeah. Like, man, like the one place that got it right, and it's like, who cares for contract? is Costco. They've got the double lines, so there's a little bit more room in the parking lot. But, I mean, everywhere else, like, you go to Home Depot, and it's just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Ding, ding. And the funny <laughs> part is that people will park in those double spots, and they have this, like, little car, oh, yeah. little smart yeah. car. And I'm like, why the fuck would you park in there? I man? know. And this <laughs> show is brought to you by the smart car. <laughs> <laughs> On that but, note, yeah. we're going to take a little break. We're talking to Jake here. So, at hh.concepts, info at hhconcepts.ca and www.hhconcepts.ca, but it's still in the construction. When's it going to be officially done? Uh, it's coming. Okay. We're, yeah, we're... We're working on it. It's not uh, easy, eh? It's on no, fa- it's, you want it to look professional. Yeah, yeah you do. Uh, so you're also on Facebook, and you can catch him at his phone number, 905-869-4761. Yes, what are we doing now, Carlito? Building Code Talk with Ooh. the big man, Manny. So I just want to say that you know we have been taking a little break because Carlito and I are... Burnt out, man. That's all it is, man. It just it just happens. I guess both of us had to take the blue pill for a little bit, and that's all until we can get some energy back. You took the blue one? No, I didn't take (laughs) I took the red one. You took the blue one. The blue, blue one? Uh, That explains everything now. (laughs) Okay, so I want to ask you guys, building code wise. What is the spacing according to the Ontario building code between roof trusses? Roof trusses. Um there's actually three numbers here because it depends on the roofing material and the mass of the roof. That's going to determine the truss spacing. So they can be anywhere from 600 mil, which is 23.62 inches, yeah. or 900 mil, which is 35.43 inches. Wow, Manny, good for you. Or 1200 <laughs> mil, 47.24 inches. So basically they're on increments of two, three, four. Yeah. And for our British listeners, they're going to that's be very why, impressed yeah. with that's you, Manny. That's why I brought it up. So <laughs> I, I had a question for you guys regarding that. So we know this, and sometimes you'll see that if you've got a house and they got the engineer roof trusses that, yeah, yeah they're in and around 24 inches, yeah. basically, typically speaking, for a typical A-frame roof truss, right? Are trusses cheaper than rafters? Actually building handcuff, hand-cut rafters, is it cheaper? Probably to install, like on the labor end, to just put them up. And take the time to actually do a hand cut roof. So they're thirty to fifty percent cheaper. Rafters are no trusses. Trusses are, are. yeah engineered, but, and there's more labor regarding the rafters. Right. So yeah, that's why every home you I see know, now, but but you have more options with trusses. Yeah, you do engineer wise. You can also have more storage space up there. You can always build a room up there. But with There's rafters, if you hand cut options. rafters, you have more options if you're designing and building on the fly. And you're yeah, definitely. You, yeah. Yeah. Trust you're stuck with what it is. Yeah, you're right. It, it right? Changing. Can yeah. you guys? I've got a list of one, two, three, four, um, five, six, seven, eight different types of trusses. Can you guys name any trusses? <laughs> I'm an interior guy. <laughs> Uh, gable trusses, yeah. Hip trusses, scissor roof trusses, attic trusses, mono truss. Mono. What truss. is a mono truss? Is one. 
thick, complete piece of wood. North <laughs> no, light I, yeah. roof truss, flat truss, and a gambrel truss. Wow, I'm dropping some knowledge. Man. Okay. That was <laughs> building code talk with Manny. But you know what? I wanted to go back to that before you put it away. What's that? When, when you were talking about uh, the 600 mil, yes. what size sheeting was determining those spans? Did so it, it did depends. It it? So they're, most of the time, it, it's the lower pitch, they were saying. So now minimum is 5 eighths now because it used to be 3 eighths be at ha- one time. 3 eighths used to be half, wasn't it? No, wasn't it, half. it was 3 eighths They time. made roof yeah. sheathing with 3 eighths. So now I know it's minimum 5 eighths. So but now they're actually asking. So what's more. happening when we go 3 quarter or 1 inch? 3 quarter. So it's actually becoming stronger. It depends on the slope is what I've read. Okay. Gotcha. So the shallower the slope, the thicker it becomes more like a flat roof. We all know that flat roofs are always three quarter, 19 mil. I'm just trying to get both measurements here for the British yeah. listeners. That's yeah. all. I have a British friend. He's always like doing the conversion like seamlessly. And we're all just like, that's well. why we have an iPhone Siri. Yeah. What's yeah. 600 million inches? Uh, 23.62 millimeters. Yeah. Many. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So can we move on? Of course. Yes. That was. Building code talk with the big man, Manny. <laughs> Let's get back to Jake. So where else are we going to go from here? Um, Very new, like a brand new business, brand new brand family, new, brand new everything. Brand new. All during like the worst time in history. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. or the best time in history. Best time good for point. construction. Very, very good point. Sure. I've, I've, never seen a, I've never seen the industry this powerful before. Here's the questions that are all coming at me right now on DMs. Manny, what's 21 going to be like? Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Twenty one. We all know. 20. Are you a psychic now? I'm just. People are asking me. Psychic Manny. No, 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 no. Run out of Psycho Manny. Um, what do you think, Jake? You think it's going to continue into twenty one? I think it's. I mean, I think the big ones travel like this. That extra money people have. Um, if they're not traveling, if they don't feel safe to travel, they're stuck in their home a little more than they have been in the past few years. It's like you know what? Let's do the bathroom. Let's do the kitchen still. I mean, we all know lumber's hard to get right now. Maybe materials are just going to get even harder to get. Have you guys noticed is like the cost of lumber has gone up, right? Yeah. Everybody's going metal. Yeah. Co- cost of groceries has gone up stupid yeah. too as well. Yeah, it's crazy. PT is like insane. It's gone up triple. <sighs> but yeah. it's. It, I thought we finally leveled off now. I thought this the this shortage is gone now. No, so, the problem is is that they've given away so much money that people aren't working, so nobody's <sighs> producing anything. So now what? They're going to give the companies that make Every, the material I speak incentives? To, I still know a lot of people that are not working. They're, cl- they're collecting Serve. these little checks. And yeah. I don't know how they survive on them, first of all. Yeah, yeah. You'd be amazed. But those are the people that, you know, where I never thought anything of them or didn't pay attention to that. You know, those, that's the big thanks to the guys that are willing to work for those smaller paychecks that keep us alive at our end, right? Yeah. While Carlito continues to make people stop listening to us, <laughs> <laughs> how has it been for you, Jake? Like, you, you don't do, do you still do everything or are you subbing out some of your work? I, I, I sub out plumbing and electrical. I'm okay. still in like. So the licensed boys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Starting, like, I want my hands on everything right now. I haven't found a Tyler that I'm really confident in. Welcome yet. to reality. Yeah, you know that- anybody in Hamilton area, tile wise, who's good? There's only, there's only two or three guys I know and they're so busy. Yeah. One, of them, one, of them, yeah. one of them's at your house and he won't yeah. even leave. Well, he's camping right now. But uh, that's <laughs> one thing I do, I do myself is uh, tile just because I'm so picky with it. Things got to line up like one chip and it's just like I just start twitching. So 
Yeah. No, I know what you, how you feel yeah. about that. What and was it, the worst tile that you ever installed? Oh, the worst tile I've ever had to install. Uh, well, probably just like I've had just simple where the it's customer supplied and it's just, oh, like a little four by eight subway. That shouldn't be bad. And it's like cupped to hell and they're all different sizes and it's different like, thicknesses. Yeah. And it's like cupping. And it's like, hey, I really recommend a stack pattern because if we go brick, this is going to look like shit. Oh, no, we don't care. And it's just like, this looks like a fucking basket weave and it's not meant to. Like, this is bad. Yeah. It's like, oh, we love it. It's just like, oh, my God. And they were fine with it? Yeah. Well, I would say my worst was paper face glass. Yeah. 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 Glass is a whole different. I learned the hard way about them. Oh, dude, man. <laughs> you can't see what you have to do. Glass yeah. is a whole different game. Like it's just you know, like you know, different thin set, and then it's. But just like, everybody is now asking for glass, man. Yeah. Well, my biggest hate is marble. Why do you hate marble? Always comes in different thicknesses, yeah. so the heights, like it goes from quarter inch to three eighths to you know something like yeah. thicker and smaller um you have to be very you can't scratch the surfaces like you know the way you buff and polish them and yeah, seal them you gotta even be careful with the thin set like you get thin set on the face you can scratch it yeah exactly yeah and then so, you get into sealing it and all those other there's yeah. so many more levels to marble Depths. than yeah yeah are you a Schluter guy or you use that piece of shit weedy shit? I'm a schlut. <laughs> I'm a Schluter. <laughs> Manny, Manny, come on. What? This show's brought to you by VD. Just because you like one thing, I actually like Schluter too. <laughs> we <laughs> all like Schluter. I think okay? Schluter, it's just like that drain system, like can't be beat. Like they're You're drain, totally right. Like the drain, both drains, the linear drain, like the standard drain. And then also like the finishes are getting crazy now. Like they got the black now, which everyone's asking for. LAD. Not the linear though. Yeah, no, I um, not the linear, and yeah. I just called it right, and I just found out that the decorative ones. Yeah. So I did a sixty-inch trough linear drain that I'm working on, yeah. and I just assumed that they had one of the decorative ones in a sixty-inch. Yeah. Nope, they tap out at forty-eight. Sick. I'm like, guys, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll call around see if we can find a prototype yeah. for you. I was like, don't worry, I'll make a prototype. Yeah. So I'm getting two thirties and cutting them and put them together. Right on. I've also had. <laughs> I'm a rental cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble. Oh my <laughs> god! For the bl- for the black, like I've actually had, I've taken components to get powder coated before. Just I've done them. that. Yeah. And and Schluter hates that I do that. Yeah. But the linears need to come in black. Yeah. They look great as the regular drains, and yeah. and they're also doing the niches now, the shelves. Yeah. Yeah. Those little corner metal ones that go on the yeah. grill lines. But I, what? Sorry. I I love black, but the wear and tear in the long run, oh, they this, don't they don't wear. I've seen a lot of wear on the black. Have you really? Yeah, and even even sometimes on an edging, if you have you scuff checked? it a little bit too no. hard. I've noticed like if people aren't clean, you notice soap's gone more. But it's like keep your shit clean and it'll look good. Yeah, but okay. So that's where I tell clients. I go, listen, when you finish your shower, see that hand shower that I installed there? Yeah, you nobody's gonna do that. The shower. Yeah. Why Not- don't people do that? People are busy. People are moving. People are lazy, man. I have customers that, you know, I install something and then it looks fantastic. You come back, you know, two, three years down the road to go do something else. Soap scum and everything. And all the things that you loved about the black trim and the detail is beautiful and new, but in the long run, it's just safer to play with aluminum or, you know. I know, but the the stainless steel steel or the aluminum or the other finishes. It's boring. No, it's not boring. It doesn't always go with the tile that you're choosing. 
Yeah, I know. What's the trend now? Like you talked about subway tile. So the trend nowadays is going like crisp, clean subway tile with black plumbing fixtures. Yeah. So how can you put a stainless steel drain there with black plumbing fixtures? I know. Last year it was gold. Everything yeah, else gold, gold. Now it's too. going black. And you would do the same thing. So even with the linear drain, I would, I would, powder coat is the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do that on um, actually my own kitchen, my own, because the theme is black and white. And yeah. We did some green as well. And um, the stair, stair nosing couldn't get it in black. So it was like, yeah, let's go get that it. That they offer in black now. Yeah. Yeah. They do. That, uh, it, it was, um, it was, it was like COVID time and it was like hard to get stuff. And it was like, I got this one. And you got it powder coated. Got it powder coated. It works, man. Yeah. It does work. I'm sorry, but it does work. They say that you're supposed to scratch up the stainless steel before yeah. you powder coat yeah, it. Yeah, I sanded it. Yeah. And that'll help it. But I mean, it it, it's, it works. It does. But it does. I For guess how long? Well, uh, we'll see. We'll see. You just yeah. tell the client. You just tell the client. We should, we should talk about this uh, maybe two years from now and see how that all works out. Well, the two black drains I've done are still black. Yeah, I, I've been I've been noticing a bit, like I've been noticing that people are like going very like wallpaper type tiles now, like lots yeah. of designs. Yeah, a lot of designs. You're getting into like textures now. Yeah. like a lot of prints. Like yeah. I'm seeing a lot, a lot of that now. Bathroom I'm doing next week actually. She's she's picked like a kind of 3D dimensional tile for the shower. How is it working with designers? I've only I mean I have a designer um, branch design out of Hamilton. I'm gonna start working with. Great. Yeah, I think it's just a it's a people thing. Like if they're cool people, it should work. A lot of them can be pretty rigid. They really want their vision to come true, and it's like, oh, I don't know if that's totally functional, but we can <laughs> we can do that. What? I swear, the whole time I was staring at him talking, and I could hear like, it's so true. Like it's one thing hearing their vision, but really, a designer coming in can really turn it around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like it helps with some people because some people just like are just terrible at picking out materials and like color blind. Yeah, I always tell people to like just draw inspiration from like a finished picture or space because like picking each individual materials and then throwing them together sometimes just looks like a dog's breakfast. <laughs> and you're putting it in, and it's just like wow. I like, agree, man. It's like wow. Like I remember doing this one job, like black and white themed, and then they did like a brown vanity, which is like, okay. And then they did like kind of a brown granite that didn't match anything else. Didn't even match the vanity. It was like, it's like, wow, this got off the rails pretty quick here. And I don't even (laughs) want to like put it on Instagram. (laughs) I know a lot of people like, why aren't you putting anything on? I'm like, you don't want to see see any of it. No one's going to want to watch. We saw the Schluter. Yeah. yeah, You don't want to see any of that. That's all you saw. Um, Are are you scared that, uh, you know, construction is doing so well right now. And then like, for the future, you know, like, yep. Um, I mean, yeah, it's to be seen. How are you preparing for that? I think if I just scale my business properly, it should be fine. Like, I mean, if I stay one job at a time, I mean, if I don't try to like, you know, do all this hiring and then need all that work, then I could put myself in a bad situation. But I think if I just scale things properly, I should be able to kind of navigate through that. I, I've seen the opposite. Uh, a few guys that we both know and, uh, they picked up five or six big projects and through this freeze time, they were able to continue full scale construction uh, to the permit level, of course, but it kept them busy that whole time where a lot of people were like looking to find work. Right. Yeah. I don't know. We'll just, um, yeah, just things that I can control. Just focus on those things. You know, there's always going to be, you know, a threat of, you know, in any industry, things going bad. Yeah. Because I mean, 
recessions happen, things happen. So yeah. you just got to keep on. I mean, are you in construction just for a temporary thing? Is this no, just this is like forever. a stepping this stone is, to no, get? This is, uh, I mean, Huntington Home Concepts. This is, this is it. Like, yeah. This is. So you got to weather the storm. So if something happens and you got to go with it, you got to figure out yeah. what to do. You got to adapt. I'm like, I'm sure a lot of guys probably jumped on the exterior train. You yeah. know what I mean? Started doing more landscaping, yeah. hardscaping because yeah. they wanted to go outside and stay within the distances or whatever yeah. all crap. So it's, I mean, for now it's actually been, especially with COVID, it's been nice to kind of have some control over my own job, like employment where you get people that work for these companies, they're getting laid off and it's just like that sucks where it's like, at least I have the chance to go out and get the work myself and give myself a chance and an opportunity where some people, they don't, they just don't have that. Well, it's fantastic. People are still spending money. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people are saving, a lot of people are spending, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, I would say that they're spending. I think they're investing because I think people during this whole COVID thing quickly realized that their homes were not ideal. Okay. But in a hard time like this, doesn't mean you're going to make the money you're expecting on your real estate also. No, no, I'm not saying that you sell it. I'm just saying that you're realizing that you're home office for the argument's sake or your family room or your rec room isn't really all that functional. So yeah. you might as well make it functional. We all know what the bathroom is all about. We all know what the kitchen is about. We all know what the garage is about. But then people started realizing really quickly and everything else wasn't working. Yeah. I need some privacy. Like me personally, I, I need some privacy as well, too. So all of a sudden you start discovering and you're laying there at home and you can't go out. You start looking up and going, you know what? That ceiling sucks. I got to fix it. And all of a sudden start that taking textured the textured ceiling. We want all that. God. God. Right? <laughs> so I think that's why it's good. They're investing their homes. And then I think they want to find really good contractors. Yeah, but know? that's also scary too. Like I don't go shopping anymore for food when I'm hungry. You know, you're sitting at your house and you're just bored and you're trying to like, you could, you could make the you wrong move. You yeah, don't go shopping for food when you're hungry. Yeah. Like I always make sure I eat before I go shopping now. Cause I will just keep buying and buying and buying. Cause my mind is yeah, hungry. So what, I, what I'm trying to say is like, you're sitting at home, you're bored. You're, you're not doing anything. You're not you socializing. Be, I think you gotta be constructive. I, I'm not saying, listen, you're at home and, and I'm like, let's just remodel. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm but just, you can be too picky. You mm, could change too many things I'm too often. To, I'm trying yeah. to, like, have you sat in your family room or have you sat in your kitchen? Have you sat in these rooms and started realizing this could be better? Yeah, this definitely. could be better. And I think that's for a lot of people. And I recently read in a book that I'm currently reading right now that people will make up their mind about you within seconds, man. So if you go and meet new clients, you need to basically establish uh, an aura about yourself that people will be confident. You you got an uphill battle, Jake, honestly, because I know that I hear from a lot of young guys where your age works against you sometimes. Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. I always like I have mentioned before to people where it's like, you know, I'd rather have maybe someone newer in the industry who's learned it the right way than an older guy who has all these bad habits that he's been carrying for years. (laughs) No, it's very true, man. It's very, very true. true. Yeah. You carry yourself very well. Your, your gestures, your, the way you speak. Um, I've been watching you and I I would totally trust you and I don't even know you. Um, (laughs) where, where, what's the goal? What's the goal for your business in the next 10 years from now? 10 years, um, because I do have a business plan that I just, I do want to try to stick to is just maybe branch out to, the business is going to be capped at two crews, potentially one day. Two crews, I want to focus on uh, obviously quality, but just like the job atmosphere as well. Um, I follow Harvey Holmes and Interiors. It just looks like his atmosphere is just incredible. 
on site. And I just, I definitely. He enjoys what he does. He loves what he does. He does. And I just, I want to build a similar atmosphere like that. Positive. I mean, at the end of the day, you're at work and you see your coworkers more than your own family. And it's like. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. And it needs to be a place that you enjoy. And it's like, I've worked at places where it's like, you know, you just dreaded going into work and you're just sitting in your truck and it's just like, okay, I don't want to do this. So. I think we've wow, you guys that. just, he just inspired me. I'm going to make <laughs> a mask of my wife. I'm going to put it on you so I can watch you and I'll feel like I'm with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be removing um, that. Yeah. So what, what's the big, what's been the biggest, uh, What's really changed your business to this point? Was uh, it school? Was it the wish uh, company? Wish list. Yeah, that was the big one. That was the. That and, was... and what was it about that company or that person that ran that company that really inspired you or changed you? He just showed me what it took, like just like on the back end, like just because because we were smaller and you could see like you know he's like he's he's up at night he's quoting. Like, I remember driving home and he's just like, fuck, I got to stay up tonight and quote. And just like realizing that end of the, the, the job, that was a good four years for me. So, I'll, uh, yeah, it was important. I want to ask you, Jake, how do because you, you're, you're relatively new to the business. And, yeah. and, and Carlito and I probably have more than an, our share of scars yeah. um, <laughs> when it comes to the, the industry and how we handle things. Have you come across a bad client yet? And, and the question is, how would you handle a bad client if you came across it? Um, I haven't yet with my own company, but I've dealt with bad clients in previous jobs. I, don't, I remember one time, like, you just, I don't know, you never know what's going on on the client's end, but maybe f- the funds aren't there. They don't want to do that final payment. And it's just like, all right, we're not on this job anymore. It's just like, okay, cool. And then there's the people. (laughs) So you get that memo from your employer saying we're not on this job anymore and you guys walk away from it? Yeah, it's like we got to go tomorrow. We got to get our tools and I don't know. It's we're getting out of there, unfortunately. And it's like, like looking back, it's like it had to have been something on their end because it's like we were offering like or delivering on a great like, you know, service. So how would you handle that? Because I get the sense you never want to leave a job, but you sometimes don't. you have to just yeah. because you have to deal with a client who yeah. is in that situation where they yeah. just say, you know what? Fuck it. I don't yeah. want to pay these guys anymore. Yeah. I found, well, I found, sorry not to cut you off. You get into nice homes. You get into like, I'll, I'll take any job. I'll go see any job. But like the people where maybe they don't have uh, as much funds there or something or things are, or their budget's very tight they can be pretty like nitpicky and stuff and, and pe- not realistic. Yeah. And then people that just have money to throw away, it's just like, Oh, do whatever. Who cares? Just- How do you tackle your scope? Because I generally, when I do my scope as I'm listing all my departments and what's going to happen and, and, and detail scope for each department, yeah. I'm also adding on additional going, you might want to consider this. This is the amount for that. And I go through every single light item for that. So it's already a conversation that I'm having even before the contract is signed and started. Yeah, I do. I go crazy with the line items. So how I do my quoting is I type it out on QuickBooks. And then once I have all the scope there, then I do my Excel. But yeah, I'll go crazy with details in that line item. Just since I have like dimensions, like for this cost, I would recommend we do this, blah, blah, blah. 
It's like we have an opportunity here since the walls are open to do this. Like you might as well just bring it up and then note it because it also it it reflects positively on you. Yeah. And going back to that first impression kind of state with any clients. Yeah. They're, they're like thinking, well, this guy's thinking, this guy's yeah. thinking two steps ahead. Well, even I have a job coming up this fall and it was like, you know, listen, we're going to be taking some drywall down. It's like, let's upgrade the insulation. So we're going to get spray, spray foam in. Like how many times do you do this? Right. So we're here now. Let's just do it. I also started actually making notations about what my current square footage costs are for like spray foam or yeah. decking or whatever yeah. I got to do. So I already know right off the bat, let me just quickly measure this wall yeah. here or this floor and I'll go, you know what? You're looking ballpark roughly about this much. Yeah. And I'll always put like in that line item, like, listen, this is an educated guess. This is, is, is a budgetary price, but just, yeah. Exactly. Something for them to consider because yeah. they have their final number that they don't want to spend on top of. Yeah. And so, but then all of a sudden you start building your demo and guess what? Problem number one we found, and this is what's going to cost. Yeah. And then they start getting closer to the number that they don't want to touch. But yeah. then but exactly. there could be a, a consequence to that also, like, you know, you hire somebody to do a job and then it doesn't work out and you have to kick them off the job site. And now you hire someone else and they're much more, more expensive than the last guy you had. Yeah. Now you're not, now you're losing money because now you're not, you're not quoted for the job that you're supposed to be doing that way. Yeah. So like there's gotta be a stipulation. So along who's the way, that right? fault there? Is it the GC or is it the trade that left you hanging? Who is at fault here? Well, I, I don't think it's anybody because you never know how people are going to react and, and yeah. how chemistry is going to take over in the long run. Stress from homeowners, lack of money, you know, people having problems with families. But there should be a stipulation there that kind of yeah. covers the homeowner and the contractor, right? No, but you're talking about a tradesperson that comes in. Yeah, but I'm, you're saying that you have like a square footage price. It's kind of close. And then you start the project and then you lose your trade. And like I, I've been in situations where I've had to do the job myself because yeah, that's what I've priced so low yeah. because I've had a, a quality guy that was at a very good price and he would no longer be at that site. I now couldn't hire anyone. I actually had to finish yeah. it myself. And a lot like yourself, I got into tiling and mudding yeah. because I couldn't find those two trades. Well, that's like, I know you're Mr. Durabon too. And so am I with the mudding. And Good it's for like, you, right none, on. Of, none of these tapers like using Durabon. And it's like, oh, let's just in a nice big gap. We'll just throw some tape over top of that. That's not <laughs> oh, okay. It cool. lasts three, four years. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, it's like I've had jobs where it's like, you know, it's the cheaper tapers were hired. And then it's like, oh, you, you're able to do this. And I go back, peel off the crack tape. Oh, wow, look at that gap. All right, now let's fill it with Durabond. And now let's use taping mud with all that glue in it. And now let's give it out. But. Yeah. What are some of the things that you've taken from other people? that you're using in your so-called magical soup of your business. So I think now is to actually confess and return all these tools that you've taken. From yes. People. Yes. All the stabila <laughs> levels that have been hidden you, in you sleeves, thief, man. And, yeah. No, just, um, yeah. What just, are the things that really made a difference that you've picked up from other people? Probably just like the processes the guys have used, like working for three guys now and just like seeing how... Were they three different kinds of contractors? Yeah, they were each... I had the luxury. It was um, small, kind of medium, large. Um, and then my role in the company was kind of increasing with each... Experience. Job. Yeah, exactly. And they handled the business differently? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, much differently, especially with the customer service kind of end. But How were they different that way? 
Um, some guys were like, like some of the places were very distant and it wasn't as much about that customer service, which I think that's all it is at the end of the day is giving that customer that great experience because that's all it is is a service. And it's like, I don't know, just that's the most important thing I think I've taken from any, like any of the jobs is like just how to deal with the customer and make sure that they're happy. Have, have tools made a big difference on those three different Le- levels of construction. Oh yeah, like the Merca sander with the Festool vacuum, like in the Planex, like game changers. Wow. <laughs> yeah, for me too. You but- still using Planex on the uh, ceiling? No. <laughs> you realize it's designed for ceilings, right? Yeah. Okay. I All like. Right. I mean, I kind of like. Um, I really like the Merca because it's like I'm within like eyesight of seeing what yes. I'm sanding. Yes. Um, and we're still in an industry that's basically using our five senses. Yeah. For a finished product. Yeah. I can't believe the amount of tapers that don't have like like just a, even like a, like a vacuum and like just a dust deputy on top with a Merca. Like, oh, I, dust deputy. Is the big difference. Oh, that's, for sure. Guaranteed. Like you open up your vacuum and it's like, there's nothing in the bag. It's all in the bucket. Yeah. It's like, I know, but those are the same tapers that you think on the weekend, they're extras in a King Kong movie. I you know. know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, it makes no sense to the white face, the powder. Yeah. yeah I got it. Yeah. <laughs> there, uh, it's like, man, like, you do this for a living. Yes. I, I don't even do it all the time. And it's like, I mean, sometimes you have to sponge the inside corner and you're just like, oh my God, like. No. You're breathing that, and which is we know more dangerous than silica, man. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know why these it's pretty fine do- shit. Eh? <sighs> yeah, <sighs> but nobody wants to pay for guys like you and me to do a good job yeah. to clean. That's isn't that's that ironic? A- because I think yeah. that the drywall guys out there think that the drywall is everything. <laughs> a home is not a home without drywall. No. They think that drywall is the. I'm. T- I'm just. I'm just repeating yeah. what I get as a sense that drywall is God. That's all I'm yeah. saying, right? But yet, most drywallers don't do Durabon. Most no. drywallers don't prefill. Most drywallers don't do all this stuff, but they think that they're the gods of construction. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because it looks like a finished square room when they leave. So they I know, but I'm looking forward to the current build that I'm on where on the main floor, there's going to probably be about 32 square feet of drywall left. Everything's getting covered up with some sort of millwork design wow. cabinetry. Wow. So you're I'm saying excited. it's a waste of Durabond at that point? It's not a waste of the ceilings being done, but it's not being done with Durabond because that taper is an extra in a King Kong movie. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. But it is time for Carlito's Green Book. Oh, the Green Book. <laughs> yes, Green Book. Talk. I'm going to say 550. Oh, <laughs> Manny, should I even play this game anymore? The first one is 550. <laughs> Are we still on first offenses? Okay. No, yeah, we're still on first offenses. Fuck. We're not done yet, man. He's only a couple left. <laughs> Um, a lot of the other ones aren't, they don't kind of fit into our conversation. You know, we poke fun at this, but reality, we are trying to educate everybody. Yeah. I'm trying to educate myself by reading. I've I've learned a ton listening to this podcast. (laughs) Thanks man. Appreciate it. So have I actually, believe it or not, 30 years of the business and in the last year, more development in my new company than ever before. Yeah. So I'm just waiting for my designer to finish my drawings and my <laughs> renderings. <laughs> okay, so the the game is five fifty. Uh, <laughs> constructor failing to establish and implement written measurements and procedures. I swear we've heard this one. Nope. Constructor failing. Yes. Failing. You know what? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with two fifty. 
Whoa. I'm okay. gonna go less than the five fifty. Yeah, probably. So not. what three fifty? Yeah, yeah, let's go three fifty. Guys, this is where you should stick to your first thoughts um. at five fifty. <laughs> 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 really for failing to post them yeah 550 now now there's something ironic about this and you and me have had this conversation recently um i mean i've been going nuts online to try to find up find new codes second offenses yeah uh, even the ones that i've taken off online that are written written yeah. numbers aren't the same as the city hmm. like the what city inspectors will say 650 so they'll just make uh, up the 150. Funds? And I'm yeah. like, cash right now. I'm like, okay, I got written facts what these these are. Yeah. And you're you're telling me a totally different number and you're the inspector. Are you not allowed to dispute this? You cannot like bring this up and go, listen, I actually want a hearing. I want to defend myself. Listen, Manny, honestly, I'm if asking if a question. You, if you just... really think about it, it's very few people that have got these tickets we know for for a fact jesse Barbosa, yeah it, it, he usually got one. usually the the two the two or three big ones that i always that i always hear hard hat. Uh, anyone yeah hard hat yeah. safety glasses boots yeah that's typically what i hear people getting you've, or got, harness. you've heard a guy who's gotten that's fine for not wearing safety goggles yeah really yeah Shit. uh or warnings which is the same thing it yeah. still gets written down your name gets put into the computer and it's like a check mark right uh, my name's in a lot of computers yeah. man Jeez. Uh, okay, uh, that was Carlito's Green Book Talk. We are. Thank you very much, Carlito. Safety oh, doesn't make the You're count. so you're uh, so kind. Another man. 550 from Carlito. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week and take I don't a guess make these. What I just read cost. them. <laughs> we are talking to Jake at hh.concepts and info at hhconcepts.ca and www.hhconcepts.ca. Still on the construction website. You can find him on Facebook and his phone number is 905-869-4761. That's me. So I'm really curious. You've said some really key words to me that show me that you're above and beyond minimum code. Thank you. You talk about filling with Durban. You do the Schluter. You're aware of all the little things that we really pay attention to yeah. and that any good contractor should. Yeah. You're not just going in there to knock it off. No. But you also listen to the podcast. Yeah. What is it that you can bring to this podcast that you really want to bring to this table for people to hear? Like, I mean, I've heard it before. Um, what was it? Guest contracting. He said something similar. Jason. Yeah. And it was just like, just like the guys that are listening. Cause I've been at work where it's just like, I'm not really feeling this environment anymore. And I'm sitting there with my three M work tunes on listening to you guys. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> Fuck, just make the move. Just just make the jump. Like guys that are listening and it's like it's hesitant and they're nervous and it's scare like scary to do something like this. Just like bet on yourself. Like it's not rocket science. Like just break it down, scale it to where you're comfortable and just just make make the jump. But contractors are designed differently. So you do get that core group of contractors that love that security. Yeah. Want to stay on that crew, yeah. keep their head down, mouth shut, and just do my hours, come in, get paid, get my benefits, move on, have another year, X amount, guaranteed every single year. You make that move to go on your own. You're carrying all that responsibility. You're carrying all that extra insurance, business, yeah. overhead. So much worth it. It's yeah. so worth it, though. But I, if something goes wrong and a client screws you over for six figures, then how do you recover? Yeah. I what just, happens I just then? have the fear where it's just like, I'm going to be old on my deathbed and have regret for not yeah. doing something. So it's like, you know what? 
Let's do it. Let's do I, it. I think the real biggest, the most important part about being in business for yourself is you have to have money saved. Yeah. It, like the minute that you have that something to lean on, like I like, yeah, I, I like I, not I going. Re, to, I would just reword that and say you have to save a part of the money you're making. But and and above and beyond, like yeah. you really do need to be able to care. Like the one thing I love about my relationship with the general contractors that I deal with or the homeowners is when I tell them that I want to get paid, I won't harass them. I don't need to get that money that day. Yeah. I want to get it on that day because that's what we've agreed on. You're not re- you don't re- not relying on that yeah. immediate. And yeah. I think it takes pressure away from the relationship. Uh, another thing is when my guys are asking me for money, yeah. I pay them. And the homeowner doesn't need to know what's going on. Yep. He doesn't need to know my guys are desperate or spending their money a week by week and they don't yeah. have any money. And, and this is where I think saving your money and having money in the bank makes a huge difference. You know, yeah. well, that's one thing I read uh, profit for contractors and it was just how to set up your business accounts so that you have the money saved. Like guys work out of this one big account and they can't see their money and they always feel like they don't have enough. That was one thing Wish used to say is like, pay your damn taxes. Cause yeah. like so many guys, it's just like, oh, let's just blow through this money. And then, oh, it's tax season. I got no money. But it's like, if you have that tax account, you're good. It's oh, I actually up. have too much money in the tax account. Well, there's Sweet. lots of money. So every dollar that you bring into your business, you're already starting to factor in. You, Everybody should be doing this. There's a percentage of it that actually doesn't get touched and it goes back into the business. Oh, you yeah. have to reinvest it into your own self. But then there's also that business that you want to set aside for your own personal expenses. So yeah. you're, you bring in a dollar, that dollar is not what is going into your pocket. Oh, yeah. Every deposit I do, it just gets divided and it goes yeah. into these it streams. It gets split up already then, at that yeah. moment. Yeah, exactly. It yeah, has like, to. I think it's 35%. Like, I think that everybody should make their own number. They just have yeah. to determine. I what really their believe number is. 65% should go directly into the bank and not touched. Yeah. Like, yeah. guaranteed no matter what. Yeah. And in that 35% that's left, that should be reinvested into the company, right? Yeah. But another a really important thing, and you said something very important, was, you know, paying the tax man, but it's paying your trades. Yeah. Because if you don't pay your trades, they start talking amongst each other. Oh, yeah. And then you become a clown. No, yeah. And nobody wants to do business with you, right? No, I've got great trades. Um, I think working for three different guys, it's like now that I have my own company, I'm not just calling any electrician or any plumber. I'm calling my favorites, like my preferred guys. And you, you would never want to like just tarnish that relationship like what, at all. Why those guys? Why are you calling those guys back? What is it that's different about them? I think they're they're obviously very good at what they do. They know how I work, where it's like electricians love to just throw boxes for light fixtures over their shoulders. But I think it's <laughs> so <laughs> true, man. And it's like the little the little like bits of wire from an outlet, and then it's like if your RAM board or like anything isn't taped down properly, it gets underneath and oh my scratching's God. going on that you don't see. It's like, dude. Oh, you didn't want rustic flooring? Yeah, seriously, the hand scrape. <laughs> copper yeah no yeah they just don't you know what i don't want to pick on the electrician but you're totally right it's just i don't know but like now they know that when they're with me that's kind of the deal and the communication from working with someone before you've got great communication or better communication if it was just someone you didn't know yeah yeah. Uh, the one thing I do is that I actually take a peek at every trade that comes on site. I'll take a peek at their pickup truck or their van or their trailer, whatever. You'll you'll catch me in the corner of my eye because I do have some pretty good peripheral Hawkeye, yeah. right? And if I don't see a broom Hawkeye. with their initials on it, 
or a dustpan, then I already know that they're not interested in cleaning up yeah, after no, themselves. No, no. I think yeah. everybody, every contractor has to make that trip to Costco, Walmart, to wherever, oh, yeah. and buy that broom, try to figure out the funkiest color that you want, and yeah. label it, and it becomes your broom, your dustpan. Yeah. You guys, that's part of your tool arsenal. I just hit everything with spray paint. I got the red there, so I just, <laughs> everything's just, that one's mine. So you're red, eh? I, I, I use green. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. best is when you find my batteries on other people's tools. I'm like, uh, how did that happen? Ooh, oh, weird. I have no idea how that happened. That's weird. Um, so what are you doing for your future for uh, retirement? I mean, I know it's, you know, 30, uh, 40 away. years away from you. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely a few years away. <laughs> no, but um, honestly, this is the time to start doing what you well, need to start doing. For so. me, it's the, there's the RSP route, but I kind of want to use my skill and maybe I've been talking with my wife to go rental property, get, into the, get into the properties. Nice. Um, obviously, it's, it, it's tough to like get into, but once you're in, you're in. Um, and then just have a home where it's like, yeah, you have that money coming in every month, but just the home is building equity and all that. And Smart then, move, man. Because it's, I mean, I have family members where it's just like they were fed up where it's like you put your money in the, you know, the economy and stuff. And it's like, what well, it goes up like 10% every whatever. But it's like real estate's just shot. And it's like, I don't know, just put your money there. It's a little more risky, but do it. Um, I it's heard, a smart investment. I heard you say a few times that you... Uh, you like other people's way that they're running their sites. Do you yeah. run a happy, uh, happy site, or are you strict? It's a like happy, it's um, a happy. No, you, you just happy, said you you like the energy levels of site? certain people's job sites, yeah. and it seems like it's more entertaining, a little bit. Uh, you know, you want to come to work, right? Yeah. No, I, I mean, I mean, I think back to some of the wishlist days. Like we had days where we were just like howling on site, and it's just like. <laughs> It doesn't even, like, everyone knows what they're doing. You're not talking about the work. Everyone's just moving automatically, doing what they have to do, and you're just talking about whatever, laughing. It's like, it doesn't feel like work. It's like, True. those are the best days. That's definitely something I've already worked on to build with the guys. Like, just, here's the to-do list. This, we go over it first thing in the morning, and then it's like, hey, you know what to do. I'm not going to nag you. If it's, it, it ain't happening. we got to have a conversation, but then you probably wouldn't be here anyway. And then... Let's just have fun. Like so, right. so you have meetings in the morning with everybody oh, yeah, definitely. about the day? Definitely, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sub trade everyone. Everyone's gotta know what's up. Cause I also like I'm a visual person and I like crossing the things off too. So I feel like, you know, we got you accomplish something. Yeah. You never cross all the check all the boxes. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's never enough either. No. <laughs> yeah. Because there's always something to do, man. Any courses that you're planning to take? In the next few uh, months, next few years, is something uh, that you're interested in that you might help your uh, business out? Well, I was taking um, with Mohawk again an online kind of small business course. And then I got about halfway through it. And then I was just like, just life gets in the way. It's still there. I definitely want to finish it because I don't like having a half unfinished thing sitting there. But yeah, I probably just finished that off. Um, just small business knowledge. So. But you're just doing it just to help yourself on the business. Yeah, things, exactly. Because right? exactly. a lot of guys in this business don't realize that that's half of it, man. It is. It's like paperwork and well, organization. That's, just, that's been that's been the hardest thing this year for me. It's like just sitting in the office and it's just like, okay, I have an accountant. I gotta have a meeting with the accountant. I gotta go to the bank. I gotta set up my accounts. I gotta like just get the QuickBooks set up. I gotta get get a contract like done up. Like just all that stuff where it's just like, I know I can tile. I know I can trim and do flooring and all this other stuff. But it's like just getting all this other stuff. I mean, up. eventually you're going to get off the tools. And that's what I tell guys is that good luck. Gotta, 
No, you you have to, dude. And then you, you, that's your goal he, too, he, man. Yeah, but we're I I can see the the character. Like we're both very very particular, yeah. um, and I can't really find people like. I was telling you this the other day. I now have guys I work with too, yeah. and I get them to quote, and then I put money on top because yeah. they're never going to do it my way. No. So I put on that little bit of gravy on top. Yeah. It's not actually a profit. It just finishing the <laughs> job the buffer. way I wanted to yeah. without costing me. Yeah. So is there two ways? Like your way or your way pissed off? <laughs> no, no. I, I, I just, I just think that we, we've already discussed this. Like, you know, you just said that you had a, a, a taper that you were forced to work with and he just did a, uh, a basic con, a con, like basically a, a commercial job for you at, at a high end quote no, where you, you and yeah. me were talking about Durban and stuff. Those are the things I just can't get guys to like, there are guys that do it. I'm not yeah. saying there's not guys, but Try to find those guys, and how busy are they? Well, it's like I said, the, the guys with not the bad habits, but I've been doing it this way for so many years, and it's just like they're not willing to change. Like, I'm flexible. You show me something, like a better way to do something, it's just like, oh, yeah, what I was doing, yeah, screw that. Yeah. I'm doing if it if right you now. honestly believe it's a better way to do it, then I'll absorb it, and I'll do it. Definitely. Trust me. I'm you not going to just be set in my ways. But for the argument of Schluter, I have yet to meet another product that's better than what Schluter's doing for me, so I'm going to stay with Schluter. Never seen it fail. That's, that's, yeah. that's the point of it. But my, my argument about eventually you will get off the tools, that's my objective. I don't know if it's your no, objective. No, no, it is. Yeah, of course. But that's the objective. So the, the objective of anybody in construction, I think, is to pass on what you've learned and let that next person figure out how to make it better and then yeah. let them pass that on and keep on going cycle-wise. Exactly, exactly. So well, I think you have to look forward to that. Especially so, like you said with towers, there's no tile school really. It's like just, just give someone all that knowledge. Like just, it's, it's, but it's you important. know what? You're, you, we're both, we're all tile setters here yeah. and it doesn't matter how many times I do a backsplash. Something always surprises me at a new, like a, another backsplash. It looks yeah. like a basic kitchen. I hit the wall. Something's wrong. Some of the hardest tile installs I've ever done have been backsplashes. Cause it's like, you're just. Cabinets are in, countertops in. Okay, say you didn't like the like the walls weren't checked prior, so now we got crowns in and out. Oh, big time! Yeah. It's just like you're float. Now I'm floating out tile for a backsplash. <laughs> it's just like yeah, yeah. And then yeah, outlets are a big one too. Like guys don't do good um, cutouts. Cuts around the outlets, so they like, don't realize that they gotta cut it out large enough to get that second screw in there. That's <laughs> the big one. I have a picture actually on my phone. I'm waiting. I was gonna do a post about that. But then also like I don't like using the like those rubber spacers. So it's like cut out that U so that the outlet comes in and sits flush on that tile, and then it all just sits well. Because I mean, I mean, you you guys have probably noticed. Like we all see it all the time. Just those outlets are just like all over the fucking place. Yeah. Well, that's not what you're supposed to do, man. No. So. Or they're floating there, and it's like you put something. Well, and not, another <laughs> funny thing is too is that uh, you know the electricians will go around and they. Oh, you're going to beat up on the electricians oh, again. Well, we no, no, no. This, this, this just happened to oh, me. Man. So I just, last week I did a, a backsplash and, you know, I always, I always use my laser. I'm yeah. always throwing the laser up. Yeah. Um, DeWalt? Filthy. DeWalt. Oh, I got a Stabilo um, one. I do too. I just bought <laughs> one. <clears throat> I have, I use it for different, like I, different lasers for different projects. Yeah. Um, this DeWalt Ooh. one, I double check, I triple check my, my levels anyways. Um, <laughs> I look over and two of the outlets on the left side are perfectly the same height. Yeah. And over on the right, not happening. How off? 
it's almost five eighths, but that's a huge difference because now I have this crazy beautiful line. Once you throw and a grill line, the, it's just like yeah, boom. And I laid the tile to the dead center of the range yeah. because that's yep. where the focal point was. Yep. It was like that's where all the eye, eye, eyes would be. Yeah. Between the two of you guys, how many electricians do you know set tile? Uh, I don't know any. I no, you're right. Don't know. Anything. I know, and we talk about this all the time. Respect so to the you, next trade. So you got a re, you got a receptacle at a backsplash in a kitchen, which is typically 18 inches, 18 to 20 inches space wise. So if you don't bullseye that outlet, that receptacle, it's gonna get noticed, man. Well, yeah. and, and this is this is about working with somebody too. Like I don't think you should have one electrician. You should have three electricians at least. Uh, Why? Because first this of like all, wives? first of all, one one may be too busy and he can't show up. Well, this is like may, wives. Yeah. <laughs> um, or or two, uh, you have different price ranges. Yeah. So guys are doing different things. I just did that. I just did a poster. I'm like, I don't care, man. School's out. I'm opening up, and I had new plumbers on my job site today. Met them, great. They quoted. I go sold. I know, but working with them for the very first time, going to give them a shot. They're slowing me down, so I come in and I, I throw a laser up, and now I got to get the electrician to move the box, or because it's probably in spray foam already now. Yeah, yeah. The wire is already locked in. They haven't put enough wiring, enough wire there to pull it down. Do you hear that, Jake? And it's I, lost the time. No, I hear ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> I've uh, yeah, I've, yeah, I've just yeah, cut out the drywall, moved the out. Thank you very much. That's exactly what I would do. I'm not gonna call anyone. I know, I know, but the the thing is, is they never learn. I know, and I they would keep tell doing them. the same I, I would thing tell them, over by and the way, over again. That that outlet, that receptacle was not in line with it's the other better two. to let them do it and see if they can work with you because. You can't keep fixing things. You're not getting paid for it, man. And usually, I'm usually always moving the like the power for the range hood is usually always in the wrong spot. Yeah. So why don't they read the specs? Yeah. Well, sometimes they'll change it. I just had a customer oh, yeah, change it. Twice. That's a Because I like to story. hang the range hood before I do the tile, so I know everything's perfect. Anchors in. I know I'll drill so I hit wood or uh, put blocking in there and then all, spray all, foam it. Yeah, yeah, all that. But um, I just like to know that's good. Anything else you want to beat up on the electricians today? Uh, hey, we can beat up on every trade. I can beat up on myself, okay? <laughs> Tune in next week when Carlito's beating himself. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds so bad, man. <laughs> what did we miss, Jake? Like, what are you looking forward to in this business, man? You're like right at the beginning of this industry. Yeah. Yep. You, you had your fair share of learning from three new guys, three guys, three different guys, different yep. size jobs, different way they ran their businesses yeah. now you're on your own yeah what are you looking forward to are you looking forward to building a new build ground up tear down uh, i've always like i mean i've always i like to stick to interior renovation but just like i'd love to just yeah potentially do that new build from the ground up um just because like with renovation I'll, I'll say this you will lose money yeah oh, i yeah. guarantee you yeah. you will lose money on it but you will learn a shitload yeah I love going in positions where you come out the other end and it's like you're, yeah, it's like, wow, I've learned more. Um, part of the reason I made the jobs, job moves that I have. But just like in renovation, you're always dealing with an existing structure and to build a new structure where everything is thought out, that would be, you know, nice. I'm messing around with an engineer right now, my favorite engineer, by the way, Barry Kozluck. Mm -hmm. Very nice guy. He's a, he's a, he used to be a forensic engineer for the city. Is this a new guy? No, I've used him a few times now, more than a few times. Barry, I don't sure. remember Barry. But actually, I threw him an email, and I was like, Barry, I had this thought. Can I do this? Can I modify an engineer roof truss? 
And he goes, well, how do you want to modify or engineer root truss? I go, can I cut the bottom of it and raise it up? How do I do that? Is that possible? And he was like, mm, let me get back to you. And he got back to me with some solutions. And I thought that was interesting. That so it's just webbing, really. Well, there's collar and there's rafter ties and all this other stuff. But the yeah. thing is, all it is is when he started explaining it to me was it's the transfer of load. Okay. So you just have to figure out. So the, the engineer roof truss is already designed to transfer load to specific bearing walls and bearing points, right? Where's that weight going? So the mo exactly. The moment that you want to raise that and create a, a higher ceiling or want to modify that truss because it's designed a certain way, all you got to do is how to figure how to recombobulate that transfer of the load. push and pull. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. So he's actually coming up with a few solutions. And then the other day, I just sent another email because there's a hip roof on it. And I was like, okay, what if I actually were to able to put a new ridge beam in there? And then I start building new rafter ties to it. He goes, that's an interesting point. You're going to need a point load on either side of the beam. And all of a sudden, yeah. he starts calculating. And he goes, let me do some calculations and get back to you. And I was like, thank you very much, Barry. Oh, God, he <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> no, because he's being paid. He's being yeah, compensated. Yeah, no, he's, getting, he's getting paid on the next job. <laughs> Trust me no, on that. There's an invoice He might have not paid on this one. Yeah. But, there's there's gonna be a... but I, I like meeting those guys in this. This is what I've always thrived. As much as I, I, I've lost money in this industry, I've had my bad days. I've had my wonderful days. I've had my shoddy bullshit, whatever. Wait, Carlito, you're the same too, right? It's like we've all we love and hate this business because of what we go through it but we also really love it in the end of it yeah. but i love when i meet new people like yourself and other guests that we've had on the show and other people that i've worked on job sites their passion their drive their interest their yeah. their problem solving i love all that shit i i don't have all the answers because there's no way i have all the answers yeah. and i want to meet new people because they have different versions of answers yeah. and I want to listen to what they have to say. So I like having those conversations like you, I like having that certain environment where it's a positive, it's humorous and you start problem solving together. Yeah. And that's what I think is great. The moment you get that one asshole who's got a cardigan over his shoulder and he's tied around his neck, you don't want him on the job site. Get rid of him. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Is there a Porsche out front? <laughs> <laughs> For yeah. all you guys, 80s movies. That's all you yeah. got to do, right? So I'm yeah. just saying, and I, nobody likes to get along with that individual. Yeah. So I really thrive on people wanting problem solve and want to work together as a team because yeah. there is nobody in this construction life that can actually do it on their own. Yeah. You need a crew oh, to do time. what you do for a living. Yeah. That's and, a fact. And just Are having you? an environment where people are like it's comfortable and natural to speak up and recommend yes. things. I've been a, I've been I've worked for like been on crews where it's just like no one wants to say anything because they don't want to look like the idiot. And then maybe the other guy doesn't know what's going on, but he doesn't like you. So he's gonna try to make you look bad for saying something. So everyone just sits there and just like, all right, let's just do this. And it looks like shit. Cool. <laughs> See, that's when I speak up and then all of a sudden I get yelled at because they don't like me even more because I'm laughing at them. And I was like, I'm laughing yeah. at because you're stupid. It's like, what wow. you want to do is stupid. <laughs> I'm talking about specific reps. I'm Minimum not, and, code, you mean, is stupid. I, I'm just talking about certain things, and I'll just start laughing, and then I'll get people who actually respect me say, you know how to make a lot of friends, Manny. And I was like, I'm not oh, in the yeah. business to make a lot of That's friends. That's sarcasm if I ever heard it, <laughs> Mr. Don. <laughs> All right, so we got, we got one last segment, man. You know, uh, you know what it is. We're going questions. Yeah, twelve yeah. questions. I just want to ask something really fast. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, what is it that uh, changes? Okay, so you go into a you go into a project yeah. and you you meet five different trades, yeah. and you work for a company like the Wish List Program yeah. or company, and you walk away with either 
no friends or some friends? What separates the people that you communicate with for the rest of your life? What What is it that you're walking? How are you walking away? Really Why are you walking away with those people? I think it's just like, I mean, even if it's not even work related, like when you meet someone, you meet anyone. And it's like some people you just mesh with well. Like some people are open, um, easy to communicate with. You just get along. Um, they don't take themselves too seriously. I think that's important. A lot of people just, yeah, they're not like that. I think anybody that brings pizza and a t-shirt, I can get along with. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I don't know, just, uh, being cool with people. Um, yeah, good communication, being yourself. That's a big thing. Don't pretend and act like someone you're not because that can't, you can't sustain that. And I think everyone can like feel it too. Wow. Are you talking about social media? (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Yeah. The truth sells itself. It does. So uh, don't be somebody that you're not. That's for sure. Guaranteed. Yeah. And you're tuning into the Carlitos Parental Podcast. You're so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Jake Lintak. Lintak? Lintak. Lintak there. That's actually a cool... That almost sounds like a 70s kind of... I almost want to eat chocolate when you said that. That's Lint. <laughs> it's, a, it's a small group of us because, uh, yeah, it's a Ukrainian name that was reworked when great-grandpa came Ukraine over. is pretty close to Croatia. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not? No. Closer than Portugal. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking to Jake. So at hh.concepts, info at hhconcepts.ca, triple whhconcepts.ca, still on the construction website. Find him also on Facebook and 905 869 4761. That's it. Okay, Jake. So the 12 questions. 12 questions. <sighs> Question number uno What is your favorite <laughs> construction word? Back butter. Back butter. Actually, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, That's true. Now, now we have a tile setter yeah. in the room. I don't know. It just rolls off the tongue nice. Mm, back know. butter. Is what a difference butter. back buttering does. Oh, big time. Got to key it right in. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Probably change order. Mm. For everyone involved. I like yeah. change orders. Because everyone gets tight. The everyone gets awkward. Tight. They just don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I should start sending my change orders with like happy faces on the emails. You know what? It, and I think that if we're going to talk about change orders, they should go out right away, not at the end of the project. I oh, agree God, with no. you. Yeah. I agree with you, Drew. Yeah. What turns you on in construction? Uh, next, next to me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Ego. <laughs> Um, probably just the ability to just like, Im- like impress homeowners. So some, some of them just don't know what's possible and you go in and like, just it's a good feeling. Like, like, listen, we've lined, like we laid this out. So that's in line with this. Like, this is all intentional. And they're just like, wow, oh my God. And like, that's like the best feeling yeah. like, for me anyway. It's true. Yeah. That's brilliant. What turns you off in construction? No names like Manny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the cues over there. No, I don't know. Just, uh. Yeah, some people, I mean, yeah, the snooty people look down on you, but who cares? But I don't know. Not much. I, I really like what I do. What is your favorite curse word? Curse word? Um, in a phrase. Could be on it could be in your language, too. We like, oh. we like land, language. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it's good. You have a nice English language. I, I don't know. Probably just... <laughs> 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 oh man, you guys must be friends. 
Oh, the man, sarcasm's just, the same. Pro- probably just shit. I mean, I'm shit. Not times. You, see, you say fuck, people get a little like, okay. Shit. Shit. <laughs> what shit? Everyone freaks out when I say dickhead, man. I like, don't swear a lot because I'm so sarcastic. So it's like, even if things aren't going great, it's just like <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know what? They, they say the, uh, sometimes uh, with less, there's more said. Yeah. It's just kind of like perfect. Awesome. <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Vehicle. Car, boat, plane. He's got the shuttle. Um, truck. I mean, it's it's the F. Um, I don't know. Or don't the know. cyber. Uh, no, maybe not the cyber. I don't know. Probably just yeah, the F one fifty. I mean, it's I've I've had three of them now, and it's just you know the function. Good reliable I, truck. I think once you have a truck, you can't not ever have a truck. Oh, yeah. well, I used to have trucks. Yeah, I don't know. I could easily I have not have trucks. The, functional, <laughs> the functionality, like, you know, throw stuff in the back. You know what I didn't like about trucks, period, is every friend of mine wanted to use it, and they would always leave the gas money on the dash. So I drove wow. my wife's car here today because my brother-in-law is using my truck right now. See? Everybody wants to use your truck. So finally yeah. I got rid of it. Sorry, bud. I don't yeah. have a truck e- anymore. You know what? I don't lend my vehicle to anybody. And nobody wants to drive my van because it's just way too I'll always too lend loud. my truck out because I don't want to like have to drive it and take you where you I know, but to, here's one, the key. Leave me alone. One car accident. Yeah. One car accident. And it's over for you, man. Yeah, I can see that. So what is your least favorite vehicle? I mean, Kia Soul. Like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> like... I mean, we, I mean, I think I saw something online. It's like people drive those new out of the showroom. It's just like, oh. <laughs> so that, yeah, you can almost smell that new smell in there. And you're like, oh, this is new. That's mm. rubber. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you love? Do I love, you know, that sound when you like compress a tile and there's like that. <laughs> oh. And it's just like. Yo, that's got good coverage. Mm. <laughs> it's true. got some suction. And it's like it's like not a lot of people would probably know that sound, but it's just like some tiles, you know, they get good coverage and you don't hear that, but it's just like that. It's just, oh yeah. That's not going it, anywhere. What's even worse is trying to remove it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Without breaking it. Or with it, that, it within seconds and you still can't remove yeah, it. Yeah, and you're trying to like you have the margin trial underneath, you're trying to let like yeah, mess up yeah. a Dietrich heat cable yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? Back on the tile, just like the sound of one like chipping or something. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ting. I had a bad sound, like, because I always just get, I have a glass guy I use, but we, but we had to do um, a glass install and just putting the glass in and just a little like chip, just, just like, oh. oh, Jesus. That little ting sound. Yeah. It was, it ended up being covered by some of the hardware and it didn't go all the way through, but just that sound of just like, oh my God. I think next time that's happening on my job site, I'm just going to bring in the triangle and just get a little ding. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, dude. What's going on? What's going on? No, no. I, it just happened to me so many times that, like, <laughs> I, I hate, even, I quiver when you're talking about it, I quivering. I know. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I think if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably get into, it's still kind of along the same stream, architecture. Yeah. yeah just engineering cool. without the math. <laughs> <laughs> engineering uh, without, without the a lot math. of stuff. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? Probably like just your generic office job. Like I would just, that would just demoralize me. Just sitting in a cubicle. <laughs> we have Making like, friends here. We have clients <laughs> that listen to us. Yeah. Um, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? All right. That life was good. Let's see how you do on the next one. Ooh. Ooh. 
Interesting. Jake, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Really appreciate and it. Thank I know you, I know you uh, were a little hesitant about being on the show. No, it was just getting the timeline ready. I mean, just like, yeah, the baby. And yeah, just, too much going on. Oh, man. it was Way just, too much going on. It was just like, yeah. But I wanted to say thank you to you guys, like being a listener. What you're doing here is huge. Like, I know we're in a room right now, three mics, but it's just like this. A lot of people are listening, and you're you're changing, like, the industry, and guys like me are listening. Thanks, wow, Jake. Thanks, man. Really appreciate that, man. We feel um, the same way. We tell each other that every day. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I'm also very impressed with uh, the last, like, 10 millennials that have come in here. Uh, They're good. You solid know, guys. Manny says something. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> Manny says uh, he hears a lot. Uh, a, a lot of problems, you know, because of the age, yeah. I, I don't see it anymore. Like at the beginning of this podcast, I had a lot of bad things to say, but now I realize it's about people. Yeah. It's not about an age group. It's about, a, it's about yeah. the person and how they, ca- and how much they care or don't care. And that's what makes the big difference. So. Yeah. And Definitely. there's no age attached to that. No, not at all. So Jake, thank you very much. You can reach him at, at hh.concepts, info at hhconcepts.ca, www.hhconcepts.ca, Facebook and 905-869-4761. Give him a call, drop him a DM, send him a message. He's in the Hamilton area. That's it. You only work in the Hamilton area? Uh, no, yeah, just the whole gold, golden horseshoe. Perfect. Yeah. So reach out to him for your next project, and uh, we really appreciate you being on the show, man. Thank you very much. Thanks, man. I think Carlito, get us out of here. Get out. Join in, man. I can't beatbox. I'm as white. I've got other skills. 416 T.O., baby. I was wicked. I never had anyone do that with me. (laughs) We got some beatbox going on there. Oh, Oh, man, that's wicked.